Yeah. Hey, what's good with y'all, man? Um, much love to everybody that's tuned into the podcast last week and in the weeks prior. Um, we just recently hit 200 downloads. Um, if I had a little sound machine, I'd had a little clap. You know what I'm saying? But you know, thank you all so much for the love and everything that you showed to the podcast. Like it genuinely means so much to me because. Um, if you know me, I'm not that outspoken in a lot of crowds and things of that nature. So just giving me a place like this and making me feel welcome. And for those of you, you all who have given me the chance to listen and um, who have given the chance to me to like for me to take some time out of your day and just pick your brain a little bit. Um, thank you all so much. And I appreciate y'all and I love y'all. Um, but with all that being said. Today, we're going to get into a topic that is very near and dear to my heart um, nowadays, um, and that is, sorry, I mean to hit that, and that is spirituality, um, and we'll get into everything that that means, um, and I will give you all my spiritual background and everything that led to me being where I am, maybe not in detail, because I don't want to share too much, but um, yeah, man, uh, let's get into it. Um, I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to title this, but I, it'll be something um around spirituality and all of that but yeah oh first of all (laughs) i saw last week's episode didn't do the best which it was hella long and for those of you all who listened in the end i did say that i know most y'all niggas ain't gonna listen to it because it was long as hell and as i said at the end which i think was a good point but not many people heard um our generation has a very microwave mindset so we like to have this immediate dopamine rush very quick because throughout our entire lives we've been able to basically have whatever we want at our fingertips you know nowadays we got delivery services for food all types of food at one point in time it was just pizza immediate stimulation from any um these social media services and um yeah so i get it that all that being said i get why you all didn't listen to the last episode but if you ever do get bored go ahead and check it out (laughs) Um, I'll do another shorter episode because I do have some stuff like I that I want you all to hear. But um, I now know had to test the waters on the whole longer episode thing to see if you all would like to listen to that. But with that being said, let's get into spirituality and everything that that entails. Um, so for me and my upbringing, um, I was raised in the South, as I've said in multiple videos in the past. Um, but I was also raised in like a Christian Baptist household. Um. Not super Christian, like my parents weren't the types that forced me to go to church every Sunday, you know, get up, da 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 That was never um, my parents. Like, did we, did I go to church when I was younger? Absolutely, you know. Performed in some church plays, played like um one of the three wise men in a church play when I was really young. So, I did have a bit of that experience, but um, I was never um forced like a lot of my peers were and a lot of my friends um, and I thank my family for that because even though they didn't necessarily cu- encourage me um, to divulge into different spiritual practices and things of that nature, they never discouraged it and they never forced one religion down my throat. Like being in the South, we say things like, oh, my Lord, or things of that nature, little phrases that invoke um, Christianity and spirituality from that standpoint. But um, so, yeah. And then uh, in my Christian background, like, I was always the type to question things. And there were things that, not necessarily that I that they didn't make sense, that I didn't comprehend, because I did. It was things that um, didn't seem right to me at my core. Um, and I talked to um, various preachers and pastors and different religious leaders about it. 
and the answers they gave me were just not sufficient enough for me to feel like this was a this is a religion that I belonged in, you know. And for a long time, I felt that way, but I never said it because I was I was afraid, you know. And I remember the first time for all of my um male listeners um and for most females, I'm sure you understand, but where all the deep conversations happen with men or especially like a lot of guys in this generation, it's like two o'clock in the morning on the game, at least for me and my friends. And I remember one night us talking about um things of that nature, like um religion, God, all of that. And um someone asked me, did you believe in God? Do you believe in God? And I said, I believe in a God, but maybe not necessarily the one in the Bible. And I remember feeling a, an immediate feeling of like dread or like I just didn't committed. I had just committed the ultimate sin by saying that. But um, as I went on, uh, that that was the first time I had said it, and I genuinely felt like so afraid because I, I I feel like for a lot of people they may feel like they don't know, but when you don't have that faith, especially when you're brought up in the South and like you're taught to like have your Lord and Savior as your saving grace, and whenever things are going wrong, you just pray about it. When you step off that ledge and you say I don't know, or I may not believe in that God, you feel very alone, you know. You feel very um, vulnerable. Um, so I I took that leap of faith, as um, no pun intended, but I took that leap of faith right there, which led me down the path that I went down now. And um, later on, I can get more into my um, my personal um, conundrums and things within the religion of Christianity and things that didn't sit right with me. But I'll probably bring a religious leader on here and probably a Christian one because... As I've said in past videos, I live in a very Christian town, and I do have um, older, older, older role models who are religious leaders, and I'd love to have this um, conversation with them because I'm not bashful about having this conversation with people who are still committed to that faith. But um, and I'd love for them to put their point of view on things. But um, with all that being said, that led to me um really being more. That one step right there led to me being able to be more open to looking at different things and not looking at everything outside of Christianity as witchcraft or things of that nature or shit like that or things that are demonic. So um, that led to me at in last year, well, not last year, but like kind of pre-pandemic, I had started to get into astrology and excuse me, I can do a whole astrology episode but um, I'll get into that another day. But that led to me getting into astrology, which opened me up to an entire new community. Because um, the realms of spirituality and astrology are very interwoven. Because most people who are spiritual pay a lot of close attention to nature. And whether or not you believe it, astrology has a lot to do with nature and the moon cycles and things of that nature. Like, it's not just... um. Not just a bunch of bullshit. Like a lot of people pay attention to the moon cycles and how certain things are shifting um, cosmically. So astrology then led me slightly into spirituality. And the main thing that led me into spirituality was um, throughout the pandemic and um, throughout COVID specifically, um, I dealt with a lot of um, dra traumatic change in my life. Um, I won't go too in-depth with that, but a close family member of mine, um, we kind of had a falling out, and some crazy things happened. It was the first time me living on my own. I was trying to take care of my mom and me, 
um, a very close friend of mine was experiencing a lot of trauma, a lot of trauma. And I just felt very overwhelmed at this time. And as I said, like when you're a Christian, you have that blanket of just pray on things, just pray on it and, you know, give it to God. But, um, as I said, I'm not a Christian. I am, I consider myself to be spiritual. So when you don't have that, and for a while, like I didn't really believe in anything, you know, like I, I've definitely believed in a higher power and a higher presence, but I never put, I never could put a name to that. I could never explain it. And, um, I was kind of just silent in a lot of situations because I didn't really know what I believed. Um, I was, I considered myself agnostic, which is basically not believing in any religion, but I didn't even consider the realm of spirituality at the time. Um, so yeah, some pretty traumatic things were happening and I was experiencing some panic attacks, which for those of you all who don't know what that is, um, hold on, let me go look up the exact definition because... I do not want to misspeak on something that is so um, prevalent in a lot of people's lives. And um, a panic attack is a sudden episode of intense fear that trivial, that um, triggers several physical reactions when there's no real danger or apparent cause. Panic attacks can be very frightening. Um, when a panic attack, you might think you're losing control, having a heart attack, or even dying. Okay. So a panic attack is some pretty scary shit. Um, I had never had any like severe mental health things of that nature happen in my life up until that point. And um, at that point in time, I had lost someone very close to me. I was trying to hold it together for my mother and things of that nature. And it just seemed like the world was kind of crumbling around me. So I was experiencing panic attacks, anxiety, severe anxiety, like all the time. Um, and that... It's something that at one point in time I was like loathing. Like I was like, oh my god, like why do I have to experience this? Like I would get, I would give anything just to go back to what I used to be. Is what I thought during that time. Like I'd give anything just to go back to a time where everything was okay. Um, but now I see it as something transformative. And um, even though it was extremely traumatic, um, and it was scary and terrifying, and I felt very alone. Like. I won't say I needed exactly that, <laughs> but um, those things pushed me to become the person that I am today. And I genuinely believe without me going through that mental health crisis in that one period of time, and I still experience some anxiety and some anxiety attacks now, but I'm pretty good at not having panic attacks. Um, even with all that being said, my point was if I hadn't experienced that, I wouldn't be who I am today. And a lot of times, like, I don't know if you've heard the expression, no rain, no flowers, or things of that nature. And it's like, in order to experience this transformative thing, these transformative things in your life, you're going to have to go through some trauma. You're going to have to go through some darkness because complacency doesn't breed growth. I want you all to remember that and to keep that with you for the rest of your life. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you want comfortability and peace and all of those things in your life and if that's all you want your life to be like you just want an easy life then I would say don't necessarily go into higher education don't go into things that'll make you uncomfortable and don't go into things that'll challenge your beliefs but for those of you all who want to grow and for those of you all who want to get, genuinely get better on every level and if that means changing who you were completely 
then for those of you all, I want you to remember that complacency doesn't breed growth. You cannot continue to do the same things and to be in a place where you're comfortable and expect growth. So with me being in this place of like extreme uncomfortability, like at all times, like I never felt safe in myself, at home, anywhere. Like I just felt, I just, I was just anxious all the time. And um, I, at one point, I picked up a book and the book is called, well, the book was called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And um, the basic premise of the book was um, all about being present and the power of presence. And um, the one thing I want to say about that is we in the West live in a society where it's very tomorrow driven. Um, We go to a job. We well, we go to school for 18 years to go to college to get a job to then work and to be able to support a family, to then be able to go on vacations, to then at some point retire. You know what I'm saying? And then at that point in the West, we are allowed to be present. In the West, and what I mean by present is not being there. You know what I'm saying? We get mis... There's a misconception, like in schools, people ask um, being present is just being there. But in the spiritual realm, being present is being fully immersed in the now. It's not worrying about what's going to happen later in the day. It's not thinking about what happened in the past. It's thinking about, well, not even thinking about. It's being fully in the now, fully present. And that is like presence is being fully immersed in the now. And that's everything that that book was about. And um, that was so eye-opening to me. Like, I, it really opened my eyes to how much of my life and how much of everybody's everybody's lives around me is so catered to tomorrow we all go to work for however many hours a week and I don't want you to take this as oh we should never work I mean in my mind as I said in multiple videos I have different political alignments but we do need to work to survive you know what I'm saying so you can't do too much about that but the goal shouldn't be to continuously work for tomorrow to continuously think about your future I want to like we have this, there's this big hustle culture, and I'll I'll do a completely another episode on hustle culture, but the hustle culture mentality, which I was, like, so immersed in at such a young age, like, I, I, I really got lost in the sauce, and I really got played by the game, played by the system. I was under the notion that, oh, I should wake up early, I should grind, and if I do this for enough years, if I give up enough years of my life, enough time, enough time with my family, enough time with nature, enough times with things that actually matter, then I'll be happy. Then it'll be enough. Then everything will be okay. As I said, if you want to be complacent and you don't want to grow and you don't want to have your ideals challenged, just please stop listening to me right now because everything I'm going to say is going to challenge your beliefs and it's going to challenge what you say and it's going to make you uncomfortable if you're genuinely open to listening to me. And from that place, you're either going to grow or you're going to dig your heels in deeper. But, um... Anyway, I was so immersed in that hustle culture, and I I truly never lived for today. I was always preparing for tomorrow. And when I heard this, I was like, damn, I've missed so many years of my life preparing, like working for tomorrow. And that's how they play you, man. They really play you. And I hear my mom talk all the time now about, oh, man, if I could just win the lottery, then I'd be able to do this, this, and this. But I'm just like... Today is all we have. Like I want you, I want you all to really 
um, wrap your heads around this. There has never been a time that people were not in the now. Like, obviously, in a sense, both of these statements are true. When what what I'm about to say, both of these statements are true. Tomorrow will never come. It is, and it is always like, well, tomorrow will never come, and it's always today, and. There is a tomorrow like they're both true. Obviously, there's a tomorrow chronologically, linearly when we talk about time, even though time isn't linear. Another discussion. But um, it's always today. There's never been a time that it was not today. Whatever's happened in the past, anything that you've ever experienced has been today. Anything that you ever will experience will be in a time where you are in today. You know, you're never going to say Oh, I made it to tomorrow. No, you didn't. It's today. It's always today. So, obviously, from a logical standpoint, I'm going to do something 15 minutes later. Like, 15 minutes later is 15 minutes later. But you're still never going to make it to 15 minutes later. Like, you yourself will always be immersed in the now. Yet your mind, as we've been brought up, is always working towards a time that we will never get to. You get what I'm saying? But, yeah, that's what basically the premise of the book was about. And one of the main points I took away from that book is you are not your thoughts. You are of the you are the observer of your thoughts and emotions. You are not your thoughts or emotions or your body. You are the observer. You are the perceiver. You are the watcher, if you will. And if you don't know what that means by what I just said, um... Water or nothing else in nature or all of these things, like the thing that truly makes us different is our ability to perceive and to be self-aware. Other things have awareness, but other things are not self-aware. You get what I'm saying? We are able to have these thoughts and emotions and be able to not be always like swayed by them. Some people are controlled by their thoughts and emotions, but we have awareness of them. You know what I'm saying? And you cannot both be the watcher and the creator of these thoughts. Like your thoughts are really just a culmination of everything that's happened to this point. A culmination that's everything happened that a culmination of everything that's happened in your life up to this point. Those are your thoughts. Your emotions are energy in motion, like flowing through your body, and you are able to feel these things. But you cannot both, you cannot feel these emotions as well as create them. You know what I'm saying? Or be the emotion. You get what, you get what I'm saying? So that was the main, that was my main introduction into spirituality. And a lot of people are not spiritual, but also like not religious. And I don't want people to get my, what I believe misconstrued for what other people believe. Spirituality is not like Christianity. It's not like Islam. It's not like um, Buddhism or Hinduism or Taoism or Confucianism or any of these other faiths or walks of life. Obviously, there, there are different denominations within Christianity. But the point is, spirituality is such that every person's journey is going to be completely different. So when I say I'm spiritual and you know someone else who also says they're spiritual, it's very um, very ignorant of 
you or whomever to think that my version of spirituality is the same as theirs because it's not like Christianity where we both, I say I'm a Christian and they say they're a Christian and we both believe the same things. There is no religious text for spirituality. There is no doctrine that we must follow. You know what I'm saying? It is completely tailored and whatever by our own experience. And I will do a part two of spirituality and this whole spiritual conversation because there's so much more to expound on in this topic. But I just wanted to give a little bit on what I believe and um, what led me to this point and kind of some of my upbringing. But this will definitely lead to conversations with about Christianity because, and I don't want to, I'm not trying to bash or attack Christianity. I'm just giving you all my experience and the things that didn't sit right with me and the reasons why I no longer follow that faith. But, um, yeah, and to give a little bit more on what my version of spirituality is, I enjoy meditating. I enjoy meditation and meditating. Try to create a word right there. But, um, and basically what meditation is, is, um, being completely outside of, not outside of your thoughts, but it's difficult in the world where we have to use our analytical mind so much throughout the day to count, to do all these other menial tasks. Um, meditation gives me the break to sit with my body and to see my thoughts flow and to not get attached to them. And this is a practice that when people get good, they can do throughout their entire day. But for me, that's something I can only do for myself when I'm meditating. Um, and it also gives me the chance to um, kind of drop my, well, not drop my senses, but to really feel on a deeper level. Because as I said, like we have to use so much of these menial functions of our body throughout the day. Whereas in meditation, I'm able to connect on a completely different level for myself. Um some of the beliefs I have within my version of spirituality is um, I believe that you are not your thoughts or emotions. You are not your mind or your body. You are the you are the perceiver of your thoughts and emotions. You are the perceiver or the one that is able to sit within this body and experience things through it. Like you are not your body. That's what I believe. Um, I believe one is all and all is one. And um. For those of you who have seen Full Metal Alchemist, that's an anime. Um, that's a very big point within the anime. But what I believe that means is um, there's never the misconception or even the conversation outside of this that other things are also part part of the grander scheme. Like We all know that when certain animals die, their body is eaten by other animals. And when these animals die, or the go, it goes back into the earth, and the cycle just continues. And it's all a cycle. Everything feeds into one another and continues to enliven and to give energy to one another. And even though, and for one thing, like I kind of spirituality and science kind of go hand in hand for me, and to an extent. But um. A thing within the scientific community is um, energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can only change form. So for me, when things die, that energy is neither created or destroyed. Death is an illusion. That's another thing for me within spirituality. Death doesn't exist. My energy will only change form just the same way when an animal dies. It may change 
its physical body may go into another form or whatever of these things like that. So from a physical standpoint, we're never under the misconception for other things that it's all part of a system. Like the body dies, it goes to the earth or to another animal and the system just continues and the energy never is never created. So even physically, nothing dies. So to think that the consciousness, the self-awareness, well, the awareness because you are the awareness. You are the thing that is able to perceive everything through this body. You know what I'm saying? You are the watcher, the one seated in this body that's able to perceive your thoughts. Like I can not literally hear through my ears what I, like the thoughts that are in my head, but I'm able to per- be aware of them. I am aware of the senses I have in my fingers and the senses I have throughout my entire body. You know what I'm saying? My sense of smell, all of those things. But, so yeah, I believe um, you are the watcher of all these things. Um, What else is my spirituality tailored to? Um, I haven't read too much into manifestation, so I won't speak on that because um, it would be ill-advised when I'm not too well-read in that subject. But um, I also believe um, you can see... The similarities between like the human lungs and tree branches, and that's not a misconception. I believe in as above, so below. So I believe um, uh, everything that's represented in the physical world is also represented in the spiritual world. And even on another physical level, I believe that's everything that's represented. Like we can find these representations within our planet that also like coincide with that belief by the lungs and the tree branches, or the neurons in our brain, and um, things that are going on in space. I can't, I can't put my finger on what exactly they are. Or um, the iris and different parts of the eye and the nebula. Like it's not a, it's not a coincidence. Or for those of you who don't know, nebula, a nebula is. It's like a thing in space that is. Um, I can't. I'm not exactly sure, but um. The, a nebula in our eyes, like they are incredibly similar, and that's not a coincidence. So I believe as above, so below. And um, yeah, this episode is pretty long, but that's my take on spirituality. Um, there's also been a lot of research to do with other spiritual practices and things like crystals. And I do wear a crystal necklace because um, it's really helped me and my energy and just helped me to feel more centered. Um, But yeah, for those of you all who want more episodes like this, I can do a spirituality part two. Hey, we can do as many parts as we want. Um, I want to have that conversation about Christianity and the things that didn't sit right with me with that. Um, And yeah, man, um, I would love to get into um, the spiritual community and the vaccine and everything that that looks like. But I don't want to take too much of your time, so... Um, I, spirituality also does, does go kind of hand in hand with, um, eating healthy and not eating, um, genetically modified food or GMOs and all these pesticides and things of that nature that they put in our foods. And it's really helped me and my diet and, um, just my overall health. So, yeah. Um, I love you all. Thank you all for listening. I got so much more I could say, but don't want to make, don't want to make the episode too long and make the mistake like last week. So. I love you all. Hope you all have an amazing week. And thank you all for listening to the Strangely Sublime podcast. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at Strangely Sublime. One love. Drink your water. Mind your business. 
and um, do your research. Love y'all.